Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. New episode of the Off Day podcast. Not an off day for the Patriots. They'll be on the practice field Tuesday, but that'll that'll change come the regular season, and the namesake will actually come into fruition. Fresh off. off. Fresh off. No days off. Yes. No! Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. No, it's a really interesting point. In the this microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> no, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal, man. Hannibal, Mr.comer be on WEI.com. Fresh off, big week in Nashville, joint practices in the game. What to get to, but. She'll get to it. Biggest news. Josh Gordon, back with the Patriots. As expected. As expected? Now? I've been telling you all along that Josh Gordon was coming back. It's a two-step process. I heard that somewhere. Gordon is one, Gronk is two, but we'll focus on just the Gordon for the here, for the now. Yep. Opening his return on NFI, which is interesting, but he was on the practice field. Yep. His first day back, which I think is a good sign. Can't play in the next preseason game. But certainly could and likely will be available for the regular season opener, and who knows, maybe the preseason finale. I would probably um, say so. But it, I expected it. Uh, and I know Field Yates reported that along the way that the Patriots weren't planning on Josh Gordon. I forgot the exact wording that he said, but I think they were planning on him to some degree. And How? At least They drafted a wide receiver in the first round who's basically Josh Gordon. Right. So they also signed. Receivers? They signed Maurice Harris, Dontrell, and then they did not plan to have Josh Gordon back. This isn't the Jacksonville team. This was a boatload of Jags that they signed. They if they thought that Josh Gordon was coming back, they would not have drafted to kill Harry in the first what round. What are you talking about? Is Josh Gordon here for the next five years? No. Exactly. Why? Why would they waste? A, why would they use a first round pick season? So you need to replace Josh Gordon. What does Bill do? Something a year too early rather than a year too late. Correct. How sure. do you draft Nate Solder? And then Matt Light plays, and then Nate Solder takes over. Nikhil Harry is here for they, the next five years. They had other needs on the roster that were way more important than wide receiver. Name three. Tight end. Okay, so you got one. I said name three. Defensive end. Defensive no. line. They're fine on the defensive line. They weren't. It's as deep they, a position as the. They weren't the at the team. draft. Yeah, they were. No, they, they knew what they were doing. There's no doubt in my mind that they expected to have Josh Gordon for some portion of the 2019 season. And they do have Josh Gordon for a portion of the... Don't, get, don't bog us down in your details of idiocy. Let's no. get to the facts. Josh Gordon is back, and it's the perfect scenario. Why? I can't... I, I thought Harry, better of you. Does Nikhil... You shouldn't. First of all, don't ever think better of me. No one ever should. But... Is Nikhil Harry ready for the pre- for the regular season opener? No, but when they dra- like when they opener. drafted him, they thought he would be. Are most rookie wide receivers ready for the regular season opener? Yes, they no, are. Selected so in the first round? You're, yes, they are. You're gourd. Go back and look at the history of first round wide receivers. You're lucky if the guy plays pans out at all. Never mind early. So when can Nikhil Harry be ready? Now, maybe later in the season, or best case scenario, you get a year out of Josh Gordon. Correct. And then sure. Nikhil Harry is ready next year. But that was it's like if, it's they the that, if, if they thought that if they thought Josh if they thought Josh Gordon keep up. If, I'm if do a they asked with you, I need you to keep up. If they thought Josh Gordon was coming back this season, especially for Week One, they would not have drafted Nikhil Harry. You're out of your mind. No. When was the last time Josh Gordon played a full season? A long time ago. Yeah, his rookie season. Okay. 
So you you don't agree that the way Bill does things, even at receiver, it would make sense that he's drafting a guy to be the stable wide receiver on the outside in year two and beyond. They had you haven't paid attention. They had other. They had greater needs on the roster. They and really if, didn't. Yet, other than tight end, they didn't. Going the into the draft, and guess what? There was no tight end available. No, there wasn't because they weren't you. trading up to the top. So the wide receiver position was smart drafting. All right, I'm not spending the whole podcast. Yeah, I'd rather Elon not. All right. Let's just look at it now. Tom Brady has a guy that he likes clearly and trusts back that yep. can add something to the offense for however long he's on that the That brings me to my pet peeve that has come up that has come up the last couple of days. How is all of a sudden the Patriots wide receiving group now a strength just oh, with Josh Gordon back? Who said that? Multiple people. Okay, give me two names then. That's I don't have the people. Oh, don't be a wuss. You know you remember who said it. I don't know who said it, but I've seen Did headlines on Twitter. It? I don't know. I've seen it on Twitter. I don't know if it's You're writers right. or what. See, this is where Ryan's afraid he'll be ostracized by the beat writers. There's this little room they all sit in at Gillette, and he wants to be cool back there. I'm not even allowed in that room. I've yes, you are. cool in that room. I sit out front with different people if I sit here at all. So I yeah, don't care all. about being ostracized. You're right. It has not become a strength. It helps it. For sure. Significantly. But it's not because even... Because the domino effect. Yeah. That's what I think happens. But I don't know how long you can count on that domino. Let's be honest. It would not stun anyone if he never played a regular season game, just given his history. It wouldn't stun, but... It'd I be mean, surprising. Yeah. But it wouldn't be stunning. He's a conditional reinstatement. I don't know specifically what all those conditions are, but if he failed a condition, that's sort of his track record going back to right. high school, college, middle school, and he has talent. You know, it's interesting. Earlier this week, I co-hosted with Dale and Keith, and we had Duran Harmon on. And I just asked him, what does he bring at this point in his career? Because, you know, some people say, oh, he's still a you know top NFL receiver. He isn't. He's a good NFL receiver. Yeah. He might be the best on the Patriots, depending on how you sort of sure. parse Edelman and him. He has talent. He was good last year. He averaged 18 yards a catch. Brady trusted him. He threw it up. But Harmon just lit up, looking at it from a safety perspective. And he still sees Gordon as... You know, you're either not big enough to cover him. You're either not fast enough to cover him. He said most people just flat out can't cover him on a slant. He just bodies you out and he catches it. He's a different specimen of athlete. I mean, he's fast, he's big, he's strong, and he has great hands. He can go up, get the ball. He can make the tough catches uh, over the middle um, on, you know, critical downs, you know, third and four. I mean, not too many guys can cover him on a slant. You know, slant, comeback, fade. Like, um, he's just... I mean, he's different. I mean, he's a big receiver who's fast and has great hands, and I'm really excited that, you know, he's on our team. So there is something still special that he brings to the table. He's not the all-pro he once was. No. no. But he's still the best you have. And I, it, that's what I got back to. Why was he here last September? Because they were so desperate. Why is he here now? Because they're desperate. Exactly. So I'm sorry, you don't go from desperation to a position of strength with one guy coming in after, and you don't even know what he offers right now. You haven't seen him play no. football in a long time. Brady's worked out with him a little bit, thrown passes to him, but take that for what you want. Do. But who cares? We don't know what he's going to be on a game field. But just look at the other guys. They're not. They're not. They're not healthy. More, they're not healthy. Maurice we Harris. Don't know if they're any good? Well, I mean, yes. I mean, you know, we don't know who any of them are. I guess you know what you have. Philip Dorsett. You have Julian Edelman, yep. and you have Josh Gordon. Yep. Beyond that, what do you have? I mean, you know Philip Dorsett. Right. You know you and, had Philip Dorsett last September. Number, number four. Seeing him play made you so desperate, you went out and got Josh Gordon. Correct. So and then he is what he is. Maurice Harris. Don't really know. I don't even know if he's going to make the roster. Braxton Berrios. Eh. Uh, who else? Who am I missing? Nick, to, Nikhil you know, Harry. Call, seemingly seemed to. That's two seams in one sentence. Yeah, wrong. Uh, a bad route that cost Brian Hoyer an interception the other night. Certainly yep. could have played that better. Those well, of us that even think he could make the team, I'm putting all his stock as being a returner, not a receiver. I mean, I if think, he makes the team, it's as a returner, and then maybe he chi- chips in as a receiver. Or maybe he's just on there for the first four weeks till Demarius Thomas comes back and they take him off. Co into the wrecked. Yeah. Um, yeah, there is nobody I would want to say, if I'm Tom Brady, Okay, let's just pretend for whatever reason Josh Gordon's not out there. Okay, I got Edelman. I got Edelman. I got Edelman. That's right. all I got. Right. And so, yeah, I just don't know how anybody could say it's become a position of strength. And, like, balance it out with the other side, the, their exact mirror, cornerback. That's a position of strength. Correct. Where you have an all-pro. Where you're... You have a guy you hope could be a future all-pro. You have a veteran who's really good, a veteran who's really good, a couple second-round players who have shown some sparks, but they have potential. They were second. I mean, that's a position that's actually deep. Where you're actually having trouble coming up right. with guys to make the roster. Not, whereas, whereas wide receiver, you're struggling just to put guys on. Journeyman, non-tendered, free-agent jag types. Yeah. 
Okay. So, so see, it's good. We got to an agreement. It took yeah. a while. We fought a little in the middle, but we got to an agreement there. Good to have Josh Gordon back. Yep. Don't know how long he's going to be back nope. for, but for however long he, he's here, he's a key part of the offense. Before we forget, say? yes. Oh. Before we forget, subscribe to the Off Day Podcast on iTunes at Off Day Pod oh, on no, Twitter. Twitter. Off Day Pod on, on Twitter. Yep. Twitter, you know, subscribe there. Likes Twitter. You had some complaints about the Twitter. I did. We both did. I think. Well, is it John Anderson related, the guy who runs the Twitter, our producer? Yeah. Which, by the way, apparently I needed permission to rip our producer on the podcast, which I didn't know I needed, which is good because I'd already started ripping him on Twitter and the podcast. But thanks, Rob. Um, just our, our our Twitter followers. We're not. We don't have enough Twitter followers. But I don't I see why. The way it's run. I think how, there's how too much. John Anderson? I think 20? there's. No, he, it's probably, exactly he just graduated 20. college. Oh, so 22. I don't know. Around, in that range. He's, he's a little uh, different than the two of us, I would say. You think people follow, see what he tweets out, and then unfollow shortly thereafter. Well, I don't I, know if that's true. I think that there's a reason why the Twitter account isn't growing as we thought it would compared to, compared to the hockey Twitter. We'll see where it goes. I'm happy with him running it because I don't have to. No, he works really hard. He does a good job producing. And as I said, he doesn't have to be like us. I actually think it's good. The more different personalities and styles you bring to this little brand that we're creating here, maybe the better it'll be in the long run. Yeah. Right now, I know I'm not getting my damn steak dinner because we're getting whooped. Yeah, and why Why do you think that is? I'll blame John. I mean, he's Certainly one, not us. We're not really running it. I mean, I'd pop in here and there with little tweets promoting that we're, we're doing the podcast. The actual podcast itself. We are. That's what I hear. Yes. People listening at all? Yeah, we are. Okay, good. We have the most listens in New England, Rob said on the radio on Saturday. I don't even know what that the is. Most, the most listeners for a Patriots podcast in New England. I'm going to doubt that. But <laughs> Why not? Well, my former employer, I think, does pretty well in the podcast industry. Do they? I don't know. I got a few tweets today saying that they like us more than Eric and Megan. Oh, they should. We're better than Eric and Megan, but that's not the whole show. Yeah, I know. I think they conveniently left out the four. other two. That's like leaving out Edelman and Gordon. The wide receivers stink if you leave out the top two, but it is. So I was in Nashville last week. How did it go? You gave me a hard time. What do you mean? You said I went out for Mexican food. Oh, yeah. Uh, who in the hell goes to Mexican food in Nashville? What's wrong with that? You're in Nashville. Go have some hot chicken or go have some barbecue. What's wrong with getting a good Mexican meal somewhere? A, I wouldn't just presume I'm getting a good Mexican. It was meal. very good, by the way. I have heard from some Vanderbilt people that there are some very good Mexican restaurants in right. Nashville. But you know what those people are? They're called residents. They live there year-round. So when they want Mexican, go get Mexican. But when you're there for two days, were you there two days? I was there for two days. Two days. Go get some barbecue. Enjoy the local specialties, right? Yeah. You go to Maine and get Mexican. Uh, or do you generally, I don't know, get seafood, lobster, things of that nature? I would probably get seafood okay, in Maine. thank you. So but when in Nashville, I never but, listen to country music, Yep. buy some cowboy boots like Dale Arnold, and mm. have some uh, barbecue. Thank you. I don't think that, the, the, there's not a big deal with getting... You admit it was a dumb idea, and you just did it... I never said it was a dumb idea. They you were, said it was good. They were there for more than I was, so... I'm sure they got barbecue and all the other food, chicken. You, you couldn't have found anyone to go get barbecue. Evan Lazar, I saw on Twitter, does a fine job for over at CLNS. He had barbecue. Okay, good for him. So you should have had barbecue. I Let's had Mexican. On. I'm disappointed in you. As a person who likes to eat and likes to eat the local special. Have you been to Nashville? Yes, many times. Well, a few times. Did, did you? <laughs> many. <probably. laughs> Can we get a number here? You, I think three. <laughs> like three? Yeah. All right. Exaggerating. Puckett's uh, Grocery has a good barbecue. I was told it was a local specialty. There's a couple of them. There's one in Nashville. There's one in Franklin where Bill Belichick has a home. Yep. Apparently he likes to go there. Do you think he, showed, there. You think he showed Tom Brady around? Maybe get some real showed estate? Some house hunting uh, yeah. tips? Yeah. There's a good neighborhood. School's here. Phenomenal, Tom. <laughs> I don't think Tom's going to be settling down in Nashville. Even, even no. if this little uh, circus we're creating would come true and he played for Mike Vrabel's Titans for a year or two. I don't think Giselle is settling down in Nashville. I don't think that's the place happening. I don't think that's the place to raise the kids. Well let's get to the actual practice action. Tom Brady and Mike Vrabel continuing their courtship went back and forth on the the field yeah. drawing yeah. trophies. But more importantly, that is a pretty talented or decent secondary for the that Titans, they went against for the Titans, yeah, a couple ex Patriots and Logan Ryan. We saw Logan Ryan with the interception in the preseason. Adoree Jackson, Malcolm um, Butler. It's a Dory, right? Yeah. Not how Tom Brady said it when he said it. Yeah. What did he say? There was a totally different pronunciation. <laughs> I actually, I, like, I actually remember this because I was going to write the quote and I had Adoree. Adoree. And so I had to Google like which one is A's. right. Is it definitely a Dory? That's what I've heard. Uh, that's what uh, I've I heard for years. USC broadcast. Yeah. It was a Dory Jackson. Yeah. That's what not I thought. Adoree. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're maybe we're wrong. But that's a very Bill Belichick thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. He can't even pronounce his own players' he names. Picks names and you're like, well, that's not how. 
Um, there was one recent name for the Patriots. Yeah. He uh, picks and chooses what he says, and you're like, that's... I don't think he knows Dante Hightower's name. Oh, he says it differently. It's always high now. High. Yeah. High. Because he used to say Dante differently. Yes. Dante. Dante. Maybe. Yeah, and I don't think that's right. No. But more importantly, Patriots got some good work in on the practice field. Yep. That's why you didn't see many of the Patriots play. Correct. Probably a couple other reasons, Tom yep. Brady-wise, in terms of Isaiah Wynn getting his first action. I don't know if you want him knocking off the rust with the franchise behind him. Probably not. And you look at a short week. Well, and so you look at was, the receivers that were playing in the game. Right. I think there were a lot of factors that we all now point to retroactively when we find out Tom Brady's not playing. Because I'll be honest, I just went with this overly simplistic, oh, it's week two, and he usually plays a little bit in week two. But I thought that year, too. they didn't have joint practices, so it wasn't the same week two. Yeah, but I honestly think he would have played in the game if the... Well, actually, maybe not, because none, none of the starters played on offense. No, and it wasn't defense just for that Brady, it was yeah. everybody. Yeah. This was a second straight week where we basically learned when there's joint practices, they don't play in games. Be, I mean, we, we've talked about this Yeah, we've talked about this at length, how much you can get out of the joint practices and how much better they are than the games. Right, so, and we've seen that. Yeah. I, mean, I think that has become just flat-out fact to the point where Mike Lombardi, Bill's boy, I call him a fob, Okay. FOBB, friend of Bill Belichick, he's a fob. Got it. Um, is saying, yeah, they're more valuable than the preseason games, which means NFL Network, you should be doing TV contracts to televise some of these joint practices, go live, or piece together specials from each. If group. they allow it, they probably should. Uh, they very much should. I think it'll be entertaining, especially if you get to the point where Tom Brady's jawing with Mike Vrabel. Some of the yeah, or comes. just the fights. Right, the fight skerfuffle I call them. The, let's let's be clear. The Patriots and Titans did not get into a fight. Uh Jim Wyatt. I went back it after a brawl. Yes, it was not a brawl. So it wasn't a brawl? Mike not, Rabel also agrees it wasn't a fight because he said if you thought that was a fight, you've never been in a fight in your life. Yeah, that it was a sort of a skirmish. I mean Although I do now you explained to me that Devin McCourty came in as sort of a peacekeeper and yeah. the way he was treated is what sort of escalated it. Yeah. So like AJ Brown kind of went after him or something. AJ Brown and Gilmore got into it after a Typical. play. Yes, we had it here. Remember when Gilmore uh, and Edelman? Gilmore and Edelman, but there was another one this year. Harry and Bentley. Oh yes, Harry went and they both yes. locked up and sort of refused to unlock, and that turns into a ooh, right, yo, right, shoving, and then I think McCordy came over to sort of serve as a peacemaker, and then I think Brown maybe shoved him, and then the other McCordy got involved. John Jones you mess with one twin, you get both. And then Mike Vrabel came down, and I even saw I think it was why it said John Robinson, the GM of the Titans, got involved. But there were no fight. I mean, there were no punches. no punches. No, it, Probably lasted maybe 15 seconds. And honestly, the best part of it was Deion Lewis off to the side, sort of mouthing off to the Patriots sideline, and then after saying, huh, I'm just joking, just joking. Well, that's what he always does, right? Right. He did that in, in general this week, talked trash about him last year after the Titans whooped him. Patriots are cheap and all that crap. And now this, oh, you know how that is. <laughs> right. Just talking. Yeah. So it was a, we can argue semantics but it was a good productive week both very productive and i will say just from being there and, and i will say that the titans did a good job the media's on the field like right next How'd to the like action it? i loved it okay for a couple days anything good uh a lot of joe judge swearing oh my god he is just a sailor just see a potty i mentioned this on the air with, with robin sarah and he was like shocked that this is like the most like i'm not like he he was shocked that Joe Judge swore the most in the Patriots. Oh yeah, like by f bombs for no reason. And he tried to ask me if there's anyone else, and I couldn't really think of anyone that like Scar can be a potty mouth at times. Yeah, but you don't really you hear don't it. really hear it. Yeah, but that's why they put Scar down in Dante's Inferno, way the far end of the field. The you can swear in this podcast if you want. Yeah, I'm not going to. Good. I don't feel the need unless it, it it's really valuable. I'm with you. Do we really need to get our point across with my my former coworker Paul Perillo said he swears at his kids occasionally for yeah. quote. Emphasis <laughs> when okay. he wants to emphasize a point. I don't feel the need right now to swear. Okay. Uh, preseason game action. I want to get to the game, which everybody saw. You were lucky enough to see the joint practices. I think you did a phenomenal job. Thanks. EEI.com bringing us what happened there. But in the game, there's a few things I want to touch on, and I want to touch on the most important thing we saw in the game. What's that? I don't even think there's a, a question. What's that? Left tackle. Isaiah yes. Wynn was out there for 19 snaps, yep. according to the game book. I thought he looked good. The second line kind of sucked. Well, I thought he looked good. I did too. But then the there punch needs to improve. But there was a uh, catching. Uh, Mike Giardi alerted me of oh, this. Oh Jesus, Brian Alonzo Giardi. Uh, Brian, uh, why can't I say his name? Baldinger. Oh jeez. Out of the network. Yes. Said he didn't have a good game. What was he watching? I kind of agree. That he, guy's up the Patriots' ass, and I'm right. going to say it now. We're allowed to say ass, apparently. Right. Baldinger is up the Patriots' ass for just about everything. He's borderline Jerry Thornton and Fitzy rolled into one <laughs> half the time, 
and now he didn't like what he saw from Isaiah Wynn? Yeah. Give me the, what did he say? He said that he didn't like the, what he saw on tape. Okay, I pretty much had it. Yeah. Um, I liked what I saw. Me on too. Tape. I thought the rest of the line, their backup line, there were some things to question. Um, James Ferentz, I thought, struggled at both guard and center. He's he had a pressures. rough preseason. I don't think he's all that good. No offense to James Ferentz. I'm going to treat him the way I treated your boy Danny Etling. Stop delaying the career. Yeah, now, I know. One thing I'll say, Ferentz, he may be in his like third or fourth season. Maybe he's getting a pension. But then go into coaching. You look like you're going to be a great he, offensive line He looks coach. like he's the wrestling coach at yes. Woburn High School. So your family's good at coaching. Your dad, your brother, get in the family business and go, go, go. He has a Super Bowl ring with the, two Super Bowl rings, actually. Oh, yeah. I'm not faulting him. But he went with point, the Broncos, too. At some point, he's got to get to, to business. And the business is the family business of coaching. Yeah, not good. So... Um, but I thought it was good to see Win out there for sure because this probably puts him in line to play Week One. Yeah, if he nineteen didn't... snaps in his first game, I think you're now in line to he'll say, probably get you Steelers know game. I can count on you to be out. There. He'll probably play the first half this week with the rest of the starters. What'd you think of him not wearing any knee braces and his pants seemed overly short? His knees were just like out there for the world to see. That uh, didn't bother you. I, I noticed it, it you caught my eye. It caught my eye, but I don't really. First of all, most offensive linemen wear knee braces now. Yeah, it's just the reality. Like most colleges now, they just give you. It's part of your uniform. You wear knee braces because so many guys. It is weird to up. see. He I, was just exposed I knees. So you he, he looked naked. So are you saying he's a torn ACL waiting to happen? I'm not saying it, but I'm saying it. So it, I like my. Maybe he's more athletic and he's more comfortable. So why hasn't like the Patriots training staff said, "Hey, why don't you put one of these why on?" Why don't you ask Bill? I don't know. Why don't you? I, maybe I will. Okay. I, I'm being dead serious. Maybe I, a, I, that could be a Friday question for Bill. Friday type question where we see a lot of guys in college and in the pros just flat out wear knee braces like they're part of the uniform. Your left tackle coming off a major injury, not a knee injury, but coming off a major injury, look nude out. Do there you think he'd that. answer or give you one uh, chance the trainer? Uh, I think he'll answer it. You think he would? He may not. You never know with Bill. Right. Depends on his mood in part. Correct. Depends on whether Albert Breer is there to annoy him and piss him off and get him in a bad mood before I ask the question. Uh, maybe I'll pick my spot and make sure he's in a good mood. Dad. Yeah. Um, so that was really good. I thought there was another key aspect of the game. What would be your second takeaway? I'm putting you on the spot because there's only one answer here. There's another thing that was very important that took place. Damian Harris. You have passed, my friend. You can continue to host me on this podcast. <laughs> wow. Uh, Damian Harris looked really good. Yeah. Really good. Not just running the ball, which I would expect. He went, oh, I guess you can't assume that, though. Trent Richardson was as good as anybody at Alabama, and it petered out. Um, I thought he looked good running the ball, but he caught the ball, which yes. I think is intriguing. If you can get, in my opinion, Sony Michelle and Damian Harris to not only be your combo lead backs, if, if Sony Michelle's knee is bad for a couple weeks, Damian Harris is ready to go, who knows? But also be able to catch the ball a little. I don't need you to be James White. I don't need you to be Kevin Falk or any of these guys. But just mix it up a little bit so you're part of the passing game. In a year where I think they're going to have to piece it together differently to be a really good offense. Because yes. we talked about Like more contributions to your running backs. If your lead backs who are runners can also catch it a little, I think that makes Josh McDaniel's job a little bit easier. I also think Sony Michelle will see more passing opportunities we didn't see that last year right. but that came because he didn't participate at all in the summer preseason training camp and i think Correct. this year i've been furious at it last year the summer is a time to get on the same page with tom brady he didn't have that last year has that this year i think we'll see more summer's of that time because the spring's not that time because brady's not here to get on the same page valid valid point um but yes i think you will see more and i'm i'm really intrigued you know, we talk about, I'm sure we'll get to it later, roster projections and cuts. I had that um, next. We have some, qu- oh, you have a, a rundown over there? I do. Very proud of you. Somebody's got to win this show because I would just show up and wing it. It's called the uh, Paul Perillo, Andy Hart way. You just show up and wing it. And it usually has worked for us over our careers. Um, good for you for guys. you guys to hire me. Good for you guys. You may regret that later, but whatever. So far, so good. Um, where was I going? Oh, the depth of the running back position. As I was putting together our roster projection, which, again, is on WEEI.com version 3 or 4. 4. 4.0. We were a little bit different this time. A little time. bit different. Not different enough. I, I take pride in that a little bit to say we're not doing things just to get clicks and just to be different. Correct. I jokingly said, yeah, I could keep just Tom Brady at quarterback. No, it's true. Hunters, but I'm going with what I think, and I think there's a lot of spots that are sort of settling in where you get an idea. Now, Bill will throw a couple curveballs. Right. He's going to throw a breaking ball to us. It is what it is. But the running back position, we have six. We agree on six. I don't really want to keep six, but... You're including six with James Devlin. He's a running back. Sure. They throw him the ball. He catches the ball. 
He needs to run it a little more on the goal line, in my opinion. Some people have him listed as a tight end because he works out with the tight ends. He does work out with the tight ends, that's true. And then some of the tight ends are actually fullbacks. You didn't notice it, but Andrew Beck. Um, I did notice it after you alerted me of it. Yeah, well, that's Weeks not after the fact. being told. <laughs> um, the running back position is loaded. And the more I looked into it, yep. Burkhead has dead money. Yep. Bolden is here with $2 million guaranteed. He's not going anywhere. You have Sony Michelle, your lead back, not going not anywhere going your first-round pick a year ago. Neither is Damian Harris. Damian Harris, third-round pick. You know, God forbid there's and, no injury. And James White's not going anywhere either. James White's really good. So no one's going anywhere. Right. Those are your running backs. And you have too many running backs, in my opinion. You know, you want to criticize yeah, but, the roster creation. There's yeah, but you all, with these backs and even the guys there, you know an injury's going to happen. I do, but you still have too many running backs. Because I've also seen no. Bill Belichick find running backs over the years off the street. No, but you're not paying these guys a lot of money. You're paying, but you're paying them roster spots. The, this is a long way of me getting to, I don't know why Brandon Bolden is here. He's a good special team guy, and he's the training camp MVP. So he's the, that's because he's the training <laughs> camp go-to guy on every freaking pass, every run. But more importantly, no one else is good special teamers. I uh, bring up a good point. So I just, but I think wait, 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 wait. The need they, for Brandon Bolden. I would say last year's special team sort of took a hit. They didn't, they didn't sure. perform well on special teams. So, right. so maybe Bill said, I mean, look at the link. The last year was the only year they didn't have Brandon Bolden in the last, like, six years. It's true. I don't know if those two things are actually connected. that should be connected, but it is a fact. That is yeah. how it worked out. Yeah. Um, I don't think, and I don't know, I think Brandon Bolden's probably your second best or best special teams player on the team right now. Well, then why do we have all these other guys making money? I don't know. Brandon King and Matthew Slater and Nate Ebner and Terrence Brooks. We have all these guys that are special teamers. He, Belichick just finds a way and he thinks it works. See, that's what screws us all in roster protection. Correct. He cares more about that than we do. Because you don't even know what, what position these guys technically actually play. Like, like I don't even have Nate Ebner on the roster. I do. We talked about this today. So are we getting into the roster again? Yeah, why not? Let's get into it. Why not? I had Nate, that time of year. I had Nate Ebner on. Andy had him off. Why did you have him off? Because I don't really think we need to keep that many special teamers. And I now have a new safety named Terrence Brooks, who is as good or better, theoretically, as a special teamer, as Nate Ebner, and clearly offers more on defense. Oh, yeah. With my own eyes. He can play defense. He's on the first team. I don't know if he is, but I don't know if he is. Nate Ebner never did that, though. Nate Ebner's not a defensive player. He wasn't a defensive player in college. I know. He ran out with the flag, played special teams, and then went back to his locker room. So I had him on just because he was on PUP until last week. Right, so they took him off. W- but why- I lost my out there. I was just right. PUP. That's what I would have done, but the fact that they took him off and he's still around. And Belichick has a soft spot for Nate Ebner. What if he's just waiting to make sure stuff doesn't happen? Because on special teams, you can get injuries. Yeah. Right? So yes. Because chan- Nate Ebner, if he gets cut, my guess is a good enough NFL special teamer. He'll get claimed, for He'll sure. He'll be on Detroit or Miami or right. one of these teams. Right. But I just, can you keep him around and Brandon King around and Matthew Slater around and Terrence Brooks around? Yeah, and you can. The they've, they've done it in the past. The young guys. Yeah, but numbers-wise, I'm not saying theoretically can you. I'm saying you've looked at the roster. Yeah. You've broken it down to get to 53 guys. Can you do that this year? Yes. Can you afford to do that? I, it was a tough cut. To, he was probably my last guy on, but I made room on the defensive line because I think you have guys that are versatile and can play multiple spots there. And injuries are going to pop up there. Yeah, like for Derek sure. Rivers. Yeah, you don't. Shalee Calhoun, you don't know what's going to happen there either. Right. Yeah. Some, there's going to be injury outs, and I know our friend Kevin Duffy doesn't allow for those types of things. <laughs> We're not allowed to project injuries rules yes. or whatever on IR and different yeah. things like that. But I, I just. Ebner, to me, is a tough one. The amount of money he makes and the roster spot he takes up and the lack of versatility. And I just feel like at some point you can have those guys. You always have those guys. There's always going to be two or three of those guys that play in the kicking game. But I feel like there's like five of them now. Brandon Bolden is not a real running back. He can play running back. He's done it in the NFL. I know he scored against you, all these things, blah, blah, blah. But in this talented backfield, you wouldn't say you're keeping him to play running back. You no. seem to have plenty of depth at the running back nope. position right now. Another and Brandon yeah, King is a special teamer. He's not a linebacker or a safety or right. any of the other positions on defense you want to put him in at, right? Correct. So he's a special teamer. Matthew Slater is not a wide receiver. He's, he's a not? special teamer. No, he is not. He played wide receiver in an AFC Championship game a couple years ago. Great. Keon Crossan, <laughs> if he made the team. Now, you don't have him on. I don't have him on. No, but... but what if Bill has him on? He could. Okay. It, that wouldn't be surprising. That's another guy right. who's just a special teamer, especially he, here. You could convince me maybe he's a developmental defensive back, He could, but my, not here. There's yes. like 20 guys that are ahead above of him, him on yeah, the defensive yeah, yeah, backfield yeah, yeah. depth yeah. chart. 
You have good defensive backs. Another uh, position we disagreed on, offensive tackle. You had Cole Crossan as your sort of swing tackle. I had Dan Skipper. You like Dan Skipper? No, don't. You like when your tackles throw up on themselves? Twice. On back-to-back days and needed to... And to be fair, it was hot. It was hot. He's not a weatherman, so he wasn't prepared for it. He had no idea what the temperature was going to be because he's not a weatherman. How would he know whether it's going to be hot or not? It's a valid point. No. Um, I just think Cole Croston was injured. They get rid of him. He's healthy now. He's back. Yep. If they're going to err, maybe they err on the side of the experienced guy in the system. He's been around here. Now, I was actually convinced if I had to do a Ross projection right now, neither of those guys would be on it. So who's the backup tackle? Joe Tooney. Okay. Now, I think that you so now you're doing the two for one. Yeah, no, he, he's not starting. He's a backup. So if you ran into an emergency, you would do that. Oh, that would be true probably on game day. Right. But what about if you're just going to yeah, sign exactly. a tackle? Yeah, put one of those. Find someone to go on the practice squad. Cole Cross has been on the practice squad for years. Well, to me, okay, then you, you find someone off the street. Don't. But to me, Dan Skipper could stay around on the practice squad. No one sure. claimed him last year. But to me, if you're putting those guys in the roster, you're putting that on the roster just to fill a position. There are other guys that are swing more— tackle. Yeah. So you would go without a true swing tackle. Yes. Joe Tooney is my game day tackle. Yes. He probably would be anyway because Skipper across would probably be healthy scratch. Would probably be one of your inactives, right? Is that the mm, theory you're going with? Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's kind I, of the theory. I just don't think it's worth putting that, them on the roster just for the sake of filling a roster spot. And you know who will not do that? Who? William the Conqueror Belichick. He does not do that. We've saw Brian. We've say, seen oh, Brian have a swing tackle. So this is the best. We saw Brian say, oh, Stork play tackle. Yeah, he will not do that. He will not keep a swing tackle to fill the slot called swing tackle. Like so, you agree with me tackle. or you don't? Well, I think he thinks one of those guys is good enough. I think you've seen enough of them play. But if he doesn't, he won't keep them. Dan Skipper sucks. I know. That's why I have Cole Frosten. <laughs> I think he's a little less sucky. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> Because he's been around and I've seen him play a little bit, and they like his versatility. I think they right. think Croston can play four spots. He was he made the team what two years ago? That was like a big surprise. Yeah, I yeah, think because they, of his versatility. Good enough. Yeah, good enough. Now I don't know if that'll hold true. And as the roster spots come down, they're not going to keep them. They they won't keep Cole Croston as a swing tackle and cut a corner who Bill goes. This guy's an NFL corner. That's sort of what I'm saying here. But like you get it, trades. Yes, you I know do. Kevin Dusty, Duffy doesn't think there's trades, but there will he be thinks trades. there's trades. But you just can't acknowledge them when you put together these projections. You have to. If you think there's going to be a trade, then you should be able to project there could be a trade. Listen, I explained this to him. I said that I was on your side. He, he thought I did a poor job going we back at you. Have him on this podcast one time. Eventually, are we going to have guests? Yeah, or is I, it just us? We're, no, we're, uh, we're I think players. Did we talk about this? Yeah, we want players. Yeah, we were going to do an episode where we would do binkies. And you yeah, would have Danny Etling and I'd have um, James Devlin. Devlin, but your binky is gone. So actually, in a great spot now, Atlanta. Is it a great spot? It certainly is. Why? He's switched back to just quarterback, and they have no backups. He's completing with Matt Schwab and Matt Sims to back up Schwab Matt Ryan. Schwab. 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 Charles Schwab. Is Sorry, banker. But you can't have all the Matts there. You got to have a Danny he's in there. Better than Matt Schwab. Yep. You're out of your flipping gourd. You are out of your ever flipping mind. Uh, more importantly, the fullback position. We do not have a controversy as our. Uh, John Anderson Twitter account tried to tweet out during the game. Yes, Jacob Janssen blew up a dude on a touchdown run. You know who else does that with regularity? James, James Devlin. Devlin. And he doesn't do it in a preseason game <laughs> when nobody really plays. He does it in Super Bowls and AFC Championships and the season on the line. So take your fullback controversy, John Anderson, and stuff it up your derriere. I'm glad that you got that off your chest. Okay. Um, Jerron Harmon, what are your thoughts on him? I mean, he's been playing a lot with the second teamers yes. and second team. He play, he's played in the game. He's the, learning strong safety. So that's your theory. about it in depth. When I interviewed him on the Dale and Keith show... This week or last week? The previous week. He is going to be a regular uh, participant in Patriots Monday on Dale and Keith. Are you? And I don't think so. Oh. I think I'll be a regular participant on Dale and Keith, but I'm not sure it's Monday. I think it'll be later in the week, maybe Wednesday and Friday. Not sure. Ooh, two days now. Or maybe... Or, I don't know exactly. No one knows. I showed up on their show this week, and Dale Arnold goes, Good to see you, Andy. Why are you here? <laughs> they had no idea I was coming. So uh, it's an interesting dynamic, but... <laughs> Deron Harmon. Quick, quick aside. Yes. Totally. What do you What do you enjoy doing more? This podcast or Dylan Keefe? Um, I like both. You got to nail one. This isn't either or. Dylan Keefe, where I replace Keefe, or where I'm with Dale and Keefe. Uh, sure, either. With the two of them, I enjoy it more. This would come in second. Ooh, why but is if that? It's just me and Dale. I might enjoy doing this with you more. 
Because there's the three I don't people. think I could do this for four hours either. Why? Carrying you for four hours is hard work. Jesus Christ. Hey, 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 don't take the Lord's name in vain. You can't say that about me. I'm your co-host. Oh, I think I did. Would you say that about Paul? Carrying Paul? At times I've carried Paul Perillo. Certainly on post-game shows on Patriots.com when he just ignored me and was starting his writing that he had to do as well. <laughs> I would carry like him for a while. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, I carried those guys for a long time. I used to tell them how sore my back got from carrying those mm, Interesting. All right. I'll have, to, what it is. I'll have to keep that in mind and not you know, suffer. How's well, this? I just try to contribute. How is this going so far? Are you carrying me this show? Uh, I'm carrying you, but it's like a 70-30 split. It's not like you're useless. Oh, all right. Fair yeah, enough. Fair enough. Um, bold predictions. I kind of want to oh, make this. Crap. You ma- texted me. Ah. Okay, go ahead. You start. This is going to be like a weekly thing. This is like when the waiter comes and I'm not ready and I go, start with my wife and kids and I'll be ready by the time. I'll explain. Like, during the regular season, I, I figured we would do it going into the game. And I did my bold pr- prediction in May. That's great. This isn't May anymore. Yeah, I remember. You, you said Jerron Mayo is going to be the defensive coordinator. Oh, no, that was right. That wasn't even bold. That what was, was your bold I, one? I didn't consider that bold. I thought it was obvious. Okay. Uh, my bold prediction was when I said Derek Rivers would have six days oh, to right. replicate the all production right. of Trey Flowers. Now, I'm hoping. So maybe these are like semi bold predictions? Okay. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, but like, like, I figured. What are they called those morsels? Um, semi dark chocolate? Yeah. Semi something? Yeah, yeah. They're semi. Yeah. And also, so I figure we, we, could, we, we can say something about the upcoming game, see if it comes through or not, okay. and then do something moving forward. So is this game-related? No, no. Yeah, it's just like general training camp-related. I need you to hash this out and tell me what I need to do. Well, my bold, semi-bold prediction is a no-name defensive tackle will make the 53-man roster. No-name? Yeah, like someone that, you have, that you're not talking about right now. Byron Cowart. Does could, it count? Yeah, could be. Because I think could he's be. gotten a little buzz over the he last has. week. Yeah, three days. Fair? Yeah. Well, and he got one buzz because in this world we live in on Twitter, he, he absolutely destroyed it. Oh, and then it everybody all. retweeted everybody it. Everybody retweeted it. And then even um, our friend Jim Nagy. Uh, is that his name? I guess. I hope I get it right. Senior Bowl. Nice guy. Uh, used to be a scout here. Um, ran the Senior Bowl. Now is doing some work for ESPN. Still yep. running the Senior Bowl. He talked about um, some of that. And you're seeing a sample of why at one point Cowart was like a number one prospect coming out of high school. Okay. He has the physical tools. He has some ability. I just think that I don't think Adam Butler is making this team. So then why is Adam Butler being treated as a starter? Because if so, I'm pissed off if I'm Adam Butler. Wait a minute. You treat me like a starter that I don't actually get to play in preseason games, that I'm treated with the, the, the good guy? Well, I don't think he played in the preseason game against the Titans because I think he was hurt. Oh. Why he, is he in uniform on the sideline? He got a little banged up. In a the, little banged up or he's hurt? The, he he's he's the to play. And then take my job from. He's the I'd same. Okay, this the, goes back what about what about what about Maurice Harris? What about Maurice Harris? He didn't play in the game, but he could get cut. Yeah, but isn't he dinged up? Adam Butler is. Why are you throwing your hands at me? You got jazz hands. You're freaking out over. Because there. you're not listening. I, I'm listening. He got he got hurt in Thursday's practice. He missed probably the second half of it. So they're both hurt. Yeah. So you think that. Adam Butler wasn't given two weeks of uh, starter treatment. He was given one week of starter okay, treatment. Okay, he got starter. Yeah, he got starter treatment. I would be pissed off. Okay. If you don't think I'm good enough to make this team, then let me be out there to A, try to prove you wrong and make the team, and B, put it on tape so other people see me. Because now there's two weeks of preseason action. Yeah, for sure. Adam Butler's not involved in. Yeah. That's not fair. He hasn't looked good in practice, though. So That's he, not fair to him. He's proving he, he hasn't deserved team. it. He will be on this team. You think so? Also, apparently, is one of the uh, bigger video game players on this team, which I learned. Great. He plays Madden. He's very good at it. Who cares? Some people. Where'd you find this out? Uh, James White. Oh. It sounds like a great interview you had earlier today. It was fun. Was it? Yeah. What'd you learn? Uh, <laughs> that Adam Butler is a proficient. That's your takeaway. That says it all. And that Kyle Van Oy also plays a lot of video games. Once played I know that. Straight hours. No, I know that because he, he puts that on social media. Yeah, he's a, he yeah he like streams his own yeah, playing or something. Yeah, he's proud of himself. I hate. What's um, your semi bold prediction? My semi bold prediction. It, I can't revisit mine from last week, right? Nope. That in a couple of years, um, Jacoby Myers will be a more productive nope. NFL receiver than Nikhil Harry. Nope. Ugh. Fresh new take. Fresh new take. Okay, semi-bold prediction. Yep. After a very impressive rookie season and arguably being the team MVP in the postseason, Damian Harris will unseat Sony Michelle as your lead back. Lead back by the time the year is done, you are going to see Damian Harris probably rush for more yards than Sony Michelle. I wouldn't say rush, but I think all Jesus. all purpose all yards, parse words, all all purpose yards. So that, you agree that's with a, me. You like yeah, it, but it, that's a semi bowl. Yeah, right? it is. I I don't think we both thought that maybe a week ago. No, I thought something smelled funky, but apparently he was just hurt and had a hand just injury. had a hand injury. But now he's out in the field and showed. And I think it was also worth noting that they had him play the whole game. 
And in the course of, I know it's preseason action. Yep. But in the course of whatever he had, 14 carries? Something like that. He, I felt like, had more bursty big plays than Sony Michelle. That was sort. Of, that was sort of the like knock on on a on, per yeah. attempt basis. Yeah, you know he had that set up that touchdown with the twenty yard run or at the end of the first was. quarter. Yeah. So I I I think Damian Harris. There's a lot to like there. I do a too. A lot to like. So that's my bold prediction. Damian Harris will be your lead back. Two years in a row, you'll have a lead back that's a rookie, but it won't be the same. You know, I, I can get on board with that. Okay. Good. So we so we're doing this every week. Bold prediction. Yeah. Okay. Just make so, sure. I guess maybe semi bold so predictions. Come pro- well, some yeah. will be bolder than others. Yeah. Like for example, did Tom Curran have a bold tweet when he pondered the possibility that oh. Steve Belichick and Gerard Mayer were alternating calling plays on the sideline in Tennessee? And do you think there's a chance that Bill Belichick would have what I think are cojones to make his son the defensive play caller? What are you saying? Does Bill Belichick have the cojones to make his son the defensive play caller? Yeah, of course he does. Okay. Would you like it? Would you embrace it, or would you critique it? I don't know. I, I think he's done enough. I don't know. I can't say I don't know. Bring the listeners what they want. Strong opinions. If they, if, Is it a mistake if Steve Belichick calls plays? No, I don't think so. I think he's, he's, been, he's been longest tenured assistant on the staff. Okay, what does he know about fronts? What does Gerard Mayo know about the back end? Oh, when you're a middle linebacker, you know all the. Coverages. Oh, you 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 know, you know what you know what the safeties are doing, what the you're corners are doing. Right, do- you do. You're very close uh, work with the safeties. The cornerbacks, you know their yeah, techniques you, and you, this you, and that. You missed me there. I just said that Gerard Mayo's strength is that he worked closely with the back end and the safeties. But I said the safeties coach doesn't know anything about working with the front end. You should have called me on that. But more importantly, more importantly, it certainly would bring a spotlight to the team. Like this whole nepotism thing, the uh, Seth Wickersham yep. that Bill's hanging around long enough to have, quote, a truly mm-hmm. dynastic succession plan. And a true dynastic succession plan would be... Having your son as defensive right. coordinator. Now, but again, did, did you see the same thing that I did, though? That they were sort of talking Mayo and Belichick, the younger Belichick on the sideline well, during the game? It's it's a consortium. Is that how you... you yeah, I guess. Um, it's going to be a team effort. I still think Gerard Mayo will be the defensive play caller. Um, Gerard Mayo, people don't realize that when we saw... I mean, Gerard Harmon told you last week that Mayo was calling the the place. For for basically, yes. But what people don't realize, in his his history, we see Tom Brady in these documentaries with these, like, Tuesday meetings with Bill Belichick. Here's what I like this week, and I'll go tell Billy O what we like this week. Yeah. They do the same thing defensively. The middle linebackers, yeah. the leaders, the Devin McCourty's, Patrick, Patrick Chung's, Chung's. Yeah, they do the same thing. So they're sort of in the game planning process in that mode of. I'm not saying it's normal because it isn't. Bill Belichick usually likes people to work their way up. It's why Matt Patricia went from safeties coach to linebackers or vice yeah. versa because he knew he was going to be in line to be the defensive coordinator someday, and he wanted right. to have both jobs. Steve Belichick hasn't done that. Yet. Well, Steve. To, uh, to be fair, he's technically the secondary coach this right. year. And what does that have to do with the fronts and the pass rush and the run? Maybe he's working his way up. I don't know. Yeah, he should be. He's not ready. How do you know? Because he isn't. How do you know? How many snaps did he play in the NFL? How many snaps, How many snaps did he play in college? How many snaps did his father play in the NFL? Well, that's a little different. He's worked his way up over 40 freaking years. Correct? Okay, he could He could be the same way. Has just... Steve Belichick worked his way up? He's on his way. But how? He started out with his dad, like on his dad's staff. That's not the same as picking up Ted Marchabroda at the 1975 airport and being in his ear. Like, he impressed Ted Marchabroda, which impressed others. He goes to Detroit. He bounces around. He's impressed his own dad. You're, you don't know that. That's, that's not fair to Steve Belichick. I don't? Because I can tell you what I would have done if I were Steve Belichick. Gone think, somewhere else? Yeah, go to Detroit with Matty P. Because even though maybe you're in the same system and you're still in the Patriot land, you're getting out from under. At some point, if maybe he wanted to, to stay. Man, the... If he wants to be his own man, they all did it. The Shanahan's and these other guys that. Okay, well maybe he's not back. ready yet. That's my point. So he shouldn't be calling plays. He's not ready yet. He's working his way up the ladder. But is he ready to call plays? I don't know. He could be. We don't know that. I'm gonna need some. Opinion. He's been on the staff. You're gonna lo- carry your fair yes. share of this show. Yes, I he's he's ready to call the place. He's been on the staff longer than anybody else. So it's all about longevity. That's usually how, how get that job. experience usually carries a good amount of weight around here. You think Bill would have canned him if he wasn't quite ready yet? Probably. Oh come on! You or, think he would have fired his not son? fired, but maybe he'd have him. You know, stay with the. He could have said, you know, stay with the you safeties. Probably go with Matt to Detroit. Yeah, or have him stay no, with the safeties. He's not ready. Gerard Mayo and I did notice that they had a 12-men penalty. Yep. And the two people looking at each other like, what the F just happened, were Gerard Mayo and Steve Belichick going back and forth with eyeballs. So maybe that was Gerard's fault and not Steve, yeah. But safeties coaches have also been very active 
Like Steve Belichick a year ago was on the sideline, had a sheet, was involved with personnel coverages. So I just don't want people mistaking. I don't even know that he was calling plays. Oh, yeah, I know. I know where you're going. I don't even know. Just because a coach is on the headset and giving hand signals doesn't mean they're calling the plays. They all have headsets. And that sort of. He's got a headset. Is he he calling the offensive plays? I don't know. He's not. I don't know. Who knows if he's going to be around? Uh, I don't know that he's going to be around. We'll see. I think he'd like to be. Uh, and I think it would make sense, a little bit like Nikhil Harry, bring Troy Brown in, let just, him be just have an be like assistant that. wide receivers coach, and then maybe next year you can go back to actually having a wide receivers coach and Joe Judge can go back to his special teams role. I think that would make sense too. Do um, you have anything else you want to bring up before know, we get to questions? On your rundown? No, that's all I had. I just that's wanted... all you had on your rundown? No, we have questions to get to from our listeners. So we only gave two positives from the game. You're supposed to give three. It's just the rule of threes. What? Did you have any more positives from the game? Um, rule of three. Let's get to the quarterbacks. Okay. I was a little disappointed nobody called me out on it, but I put them on my thumbs down. I do a thumbs up, thumbs down post game, WEI.com. It got read a lot. It was a good, good post. Um, I think it will hopefully get read throughout the season. Yeah, definitely. Um, we are doing, I think, a good job. We give you instant analysis right after the game. Right away. You have, what are they called? Ten observations. I should probably read those once in a while. Yeah. Um, check them for the mistakes. Thanks. Sure, mine had mistakes, too. Uh, yeah, speaking of which, they, they had a, a scoring change. Because yeah. I know for a fact when I put his final stats in for Damian Harris, yes! I believe. Yes. And then all of a sudden I look up and on like the broadcast or something, it said, and I go, that's not what it said when I, and they changed uh, it. So I've, I fixed it. But anyway. Um, no, you're right, because I had the same thing happen to me too. Okay. Jarrett Stidham. Okay. Where would you put him for his performance the other day? Like, I had him thumbs down. I had both quarterbacks thumbs down, um, mostly for Stidham because he played more of the game. And I thought, did his best to throw interceptions and pick sixes that had he done it, the, the simpletons in the world would have yeah. said, oh, he had a crappy game. He threw three picks, two were returned for touchdown. Right. I, w- I wouldn't have him in either category. I thought it was a, 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 Probably safe. a fair game. But no, but the I thing, he, he would have been down until the last drive and he went 7-for-7 seven seven and let them 99 yards the game-winning touchdown. Right, but what if he gave up a nine? It wouldn't have been the game-winning touchdown when he gave up the two pick sixes, including one for nine. Right, nine so that's why, he, that's why he could have been down. But I think that he, he got Probably himself... He have been down, right? He tried to hit two people in stride for picks. Yeah, and he admitted after the game he got lucky. That's why I like it. I thought his biggest growth... Just step to the podium and say, boy, did I get lucky on a couple Which, throws there. I loved that. Yeah. I absolutely loved that. So I wrote I wrote thumbs down coming off the game, the actual performance. Right. But if I had watched the press conference before I posted that, he might have gone to thumbs up because of the way he handled it. You're right. going to have adversity, and I'm big on these guys are all talented. They have physical skills. They'll learn to read plays and get a little quicker at that. Yep. But there's... There's an it factor to being a quarterback that sometimes you have to react a certain way to a certain element the right way to be that franchise guy or be that guy that's respected. And I really liked when he said, boy, did I get lucky on a couple of those throws. Now, year five, you can't get away. You can't no. laugh off getting lucky. But when it's your second game ever? He was just honest. And I liked it. I really, really liked that. And he has developmental potential. There are guys that I've eliminated quickly. Guys like Jacoby Brissett, like Bill eliminated quickly, yep. uh, Ryan Mallets, those types. What I didn't like even more so than the would-be interceptions, the screen pass that he threw oh. that made Brandon Bolden fall down. It was at, like, his toes, and he, like, dove and Credit to him, down. he caught it. Yeah, he did. And got up and tried to get more right. yards. You can't miss those screen no. passes. Not only can it not be a horrific throw, it's supposed to be in position so that the guy can run immediately. Yeah. Like, put him in a good spot to catch the ball and get moving. That was as, I mean, even Michael Vick somewhere said, boy, that's a terrible throw. Ryan Mallett was like, you can't do that. So you're not in the mind that you could potentially keep him around and get rid of Brian Hoyer? Oh, I am. I am too. A little bit. I am too, but they're not going to do it, though. You're a bit of a meow. There were three quarterbacks on your roster projection. If you're of that mind, why don't you do it? Pull the cord. Because I would, but I'm doing this from the eyes of the Patriots. But Bill often... Keeps two. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, but it happens. He would prefer to keep two, correct? He would prefer, but I don't know. We've seen enough from Jared Stidham that he will can do that. And come back to my guy, Dan Yetling. You no longer have him on the practice squad anymore. You need, you need to have three quarterbacks to, to run things properly. It doesn't come back to Danny Yetling. He's irrelevant <laughs> in this conversation. Everything comes back what to Danny Yetling. Keep up. To, Brian Hoyer's looked pretty good this summer. Uh, not until Saturday night. He looked pretty bad Saturday he night. Not terrible. The interception, I do think, was as much on Berrios as it was the quarterback. And I, I am concerned with... Concerned? 
Because I was thinking, all right, Brian, stay in North Attleboro. We'll call you if we need you. Oh, so now you think another team's going to come calling? Now with the lack of quarterbacks in the NFL, I just wonder if he won't be available. In a league where Danny Etling gets a job immediately, and you think he's actually <laughs> fighting with Charles Schwab for the backup role? Certainly is. Um, Future quarterback of the NFL. I just wonder if you wouldn't have Brian Hoyer as Around. a fallback. Um, so I still think they're going to keep three. But I do think Stidham is showing something that he's a developmental option. Um, so we're going to get to questions now? Yeah, we got some questions on, on Twitter. Why don't As, you start? Hold on, let me scroll down and find some. The first question people always have, why can't they read our stuff oh, in yeah. Europe? And why can't I get the podcast? You can. The podcast you can get. Uh, subscribe to it on iTunes. Off Day Podcast on iTunes. Subscribe to it. I'm actually, it was suggested to me to put it in my Twitter handle, like on the that page there, oh yeah, 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 yeah. put our, a link to our podcast so when you send me that link to figure out exactly what i want to put in there i will put it in there sure i guess it's our itunes subscription link yeah i could do that whatever we best want people to go to including europe to get our podcast oh europe yeah there's a lot of so fans you're, you're, in europe that want to listen all right to so us. then we'll i'll make sure i will fans to you i will make sure europe you tweet out the itunes link okay. yes so okay. we need to get that to people okay now read a real question with the emphasis oh sorry this is from mark rodriguez two three with the emphasis jordan of, fan who two three Oh, I thought you like knew him from Patriots.com and he was one of your... I don't know all these people. All right. With the emphasis in the NFL places on coming down harder on repeat offenders, how is Josh Gordon being reinstated with less of a punishment than previously instituted? I'm happy he's back, but I don't get how it happened. Because clearly there is a shift both in terms of society and the NFL and how you treat uh, substance abuse issues. No longer do we hear about three strikes and you're out and all that. I think there is more of a uh, an emphasis now, and we saw it earlier this spring. Remember that memo, and I don't remember all the details about mental health? Yeah. And teams are required. Every to have team has to have a medic, uh, uh, mental health professional professional on site for like six Certain hours a week, day. Uh, hours per week. And it was that. hours per week, I think. So Maybe even a day. That's new. Yes. So they're going in a different direction or, or even adding to what they're doing, and I think that's part of it. I think there's also an aspect of people like Josh Gordon. Roger Goodell said in the statement that he likes him. Correct. If he was a talentless dink, if either of those were true, he wasn't that good, he'd be out of the league. Right. If he was a dink, he might be out of the league. But he's not. He's talented, and people root for him. Even people in Cleveland that he screwed over cost him their job. Because I think they see that he's actually putting forth the effort to get so himself right. So yeah, I think the NFL is. We've you know the the common discussion. I did it for hours over the weekend on our our weekend radio show WEEI. You know the uh, Mark with the choice? C James. Is it an illness? Is it a disease? Yeah. Those things. We're going towards people no longer think it's a choice. Yep. They do think it's an illness. There's some mental health aspects. All of those layers. So. I think you're going to see those guys get the benefit of the doubt now and domestic violence people and um, violent crimes, things of that nature. Those will get the harsh punishments. I think there's going to be a divide here. And I think there is a um, sympathetic ear in the fan base for it. The overall NFL says, yeah, that guy, he's got a drinking problem, but let's help him. Let's allow him to go back to work. I know you might not in your real world job. If you're a teacher and you you know, are high, you might get canned and you might yep. not get your job. This isn't the real world. It's sports. These are super talented individuals. They're entertainers that people pay a lot of money to see. That's why Josh Gordon is back. Oh, and the last factor, why he's back. I thought we were going to keep these quick. Um, he's needed by the Patriots. They need him. Okay. Yes. Okay. Go. Or you want me to read one? No, I got one. Next, uh, Chris know. with an A. Chris, so Christian with an A. Who's more like with a T-I-A-N. Sure. Who's more likely to make the roster, Berrios or Cowart? That's a tough one. I am going to have to go with Berrios, and why? Because the last roster projection I did had Berrios on it and not Cowart, so I guess I answered my own question. Punt return game. I think as a returner, Berrios makes it. Um, now, there's a late push here for Cowart to make it. You think maybe Cowart makes it over a guy like I didn't Butler? say that. Okay, wow. He's, he's putting his hands up again. What's a podcast? I you didn't, use your words, I didn't your say that. This is like preschool. In this place, you have to use your words and not your hands, okay? <laughs> okay. So you don't think Cowart makes the team? Not right now, no. Okay. Berrios has a so better chance of making the team. open? I am. For Cowart? Yeah. Berrios makes the team? Yes. Definitely? Is he a lock? No. I don't think he's a lock either. I just like... if he's just here to return punts... Has he returned kicks yet in the preseason? Has not. The other guy's done it, right? Gunner's done Gunner. some. Bolden has done some. Yeah. So if Bolden's here to do it, and it's kind of a devalued role, let's be honest. Punt return? So if, I know, mean, kick return. Oh, yeah, kick return, yes. So if Bolden's going to handle that, 
am I keeping Braxton Berrios on a 53-man roster just to return some Well, points? you can also, if it really matters, just throw Julian Edelman back there. You can, but I don't want to get him killed. No, I know that, but if, but it, really, if it really, really right matters. Right now, I'm saying Berrios makes it, but rent don't buy. You may be gone as soon as Ben Watson or one of those guys. Demarius Thomas, yeah. Joins the team. Okay, what do you got? Oh, shoot. Oh, oh, you lost it. Um. um yeah, duh, Ready. There was some good ones with the with Gordon backs in the mix. Uh, who who said this? Project? This is a uh, Vic Martin underscore eighty six. He's Victor Martin. Looks like he played a little football and he wore eighty six because that's the picture in the little right. circle. Final wide receivers. What about tight ends? Because wide receivers. Go read our um, roster projection. Please click on it. Hopefully you're not in Europe so you can actually see it. Um, tight end. Yep. I wrote this. I'm sure you read it. You read those. Yes, I did. No typos yep. or anything. Okay, yep. good. Because I don't want typos showing up on Twitter. That That's a thing, you know. People like I to show know. us our typos. No, I, I read them. I wouldn't be. Like, would it stun you if they kept one tight end? No. Because, you know, it's only for four games. Ben right. Watson's coming back. You can just you can have. You can use Devlin. You can use Croston or Skipper. Because right. you keep one tight end, maybe you kept one of those with the extra right. spot. Or you, two. you can keep an extra wide receiver if you want to. Are get... any of these guys any good? No. Even Lacoste, is he any good? No, but it was, hurt. it was good to see him back at practice today because right. at least you have one that you can semi-count on. But can you? I, We've seen one pass down the scene. I know. Basically. That's a lot to, to base. This on. is a position that I could see them bringing trade. a guy off the street yeah. or trade. Cutting them all practically and claiming somebody. I, that's, is Lance Kendricks any good? Other than that, holding a guy around the neck to get a safety in a preseason game? Belichick was asked at him today and I thought it was a re- reasonably positive, positive answer. You're bringing something to the table? Yeah. Right. He, he was asked about him today, asked about what he's been doing over the summer. He said, you know, he's veteran guys. I don't know exactly what he used to describe him, but it was positive. So that says something. But sometimes he's really positive about veterans before he cuts them. I know, I know. <laughs> it's, it, you have to read these things. You never know where he's going. So Does he really like him, or is he giving him a pat on the back as a uh, right. thank you for your work? I'm, good just, luck I'm just passing along what happened. Okay. I had another one. Where did it go? Jeez, uh, Bradfoe showed. That wasn't a real question, right? I don't know what that was. Okay, so we'll ignore that. The Gettleman process, do I believe in it? I don't know, because I don't know what the Gettleman process is. I will tell you this. Maybe the Gettleman process is like... uh, If Daniel Jones can play, all you jackasses who said he shouldn't have taken the Hall of Fame running back with the second pick in the draft will get double barrels from me on this podcast. I'll be sticking those middle fingers up your ass, because he got a Hall of Fame running back, and now... If he got his franchise quarterback, even if you didn't agree with it at the time, and one host on our station had the balls to call him a racist because he took Daniel Jones over Dwayne Haskins. Uh, But if Daniel Jones can play, they are, yes, I do believe in the process because it got him a quarterback and a running back, which are key to starting the process of winning. Um, But a more important question, very simple one. Yep. Who has more yards this year, Myers or Harry? Toby Myers. Yes, obviously Myers. I don't know why I say obviously. It's not obviously. Um, Oh, I think it's obvious because now... If you're hopeful that Josh Gordon plays a lot, I think that will take snaps from Nikhil Harris. I, at some point. I'd agree. Whereas I think Jacoby Myers has a little versatility where he can be that oh, yeah. receiver in the, the Danny Amendola mold, right? Theoretically, yep. Amendola and Edelman were replications. They were the same guy. Yep. Hell, Amendola was brought here to replace Welker, yep. not Edelman. People forget that. They think Edelman was supposed to replace Welker. Nope. $30 million was given to, to Danny Amendola to replace Welker. I think there is the ability for Jacoby Myers to be that third option where he's, is he a slot? Is he not a slot? Is he an outside receiver? No, he's just a receiver. He's the third guy. We have a slot. We have an outside guy. He's the in-between guy, the Jabbar Gap. He's also made Myers. he's also made plays with no matter who's throwing him passes, and I right. think that's really impressive to me. And he catches, has he had an incompletion yet? I feel like he catches every ball thrown his way. And takes some shots, too. Right. There's nothing to dislike about Jacoby Myers right now. I'm not putting him in the Hall of Fame. Oh, you're not? Not at all. Okay. But I'm just saying, like, if I said to you, what do you dislike about Jacoby Myers right now? Give me the like the, the negative. I don't know if I would have one. Exactly. And that's that's what you want out of guys like that. All right, he well, works hard. He says the right thing. He catches every ball thrown his way. He takes hits. The biggest negative is they looked at his shoulder the other night. That's just, true. Don't get hurt. Right. La- you got la- a receiver who's a rookie getting hurt. Last one before we go. Seems like this is something you did before. It's the boy, are you an idea? Idea stolen from the post-game show. Hit us with your ideal personnel for a gotta-have-it drive. Down four, four minutes left in the game in September. See, I I, I didn't understand this completely because is it all time? No, I think this is right, right now. now. That's a, that, that's how I took it right now. Going okay. in, going in with what you have for okay. September. So like, I was thinking so like, Ben Watson's not around. Gronk, yeah, Welker. Like, yeah. like, how do you put pieces right. together? Okay, so it's the here and now. Gotta have it. James White. James White, Julian Josh Edelman, Gordon, Julian Edelman, 
Who else? Two more spots I got to fill, huh? That's tough. Jacoby Myers. Myers. <laughs> and Philip Dorsett? Because Pro- Jacoby Myers and Philip Dorsett, they always catch the ball when it's thrown. There. Probably, yeah. And you have Gordon the Freak, the guy that I think can win a one-on-one battle. That's probably what it would be, unless you think that a tight end's there, which you're probably not. No, I don't want to go split back. Do you go maybe Damian Harris? The threat of the run? Maybe. Oh, Devlin. Ugh. Devlin, huh? Not the worst thing in the world if I go I formation. Yeah, but this is a gotta have the a drive. threat of the run. Yeah, with Devlin, right? Okay. So Devlin's in the Devlin over Dorset. Change it to to Devlin. Devlin over Dorset. See, I'm putting Dorset in there, but sure. Because uh, he can dive and do a flip in the back of the end zone. He doesn't really have to to catch a ball. All right. I think that, that's that was it. A good question though. I like that. I kind I kind of like those podcast. questions. Yeah. We're a little long, I think. Yeah, we're close to an hour. But guess what? You can click around and... It's just like I say between baseball and football. People bitch about long baseball games. Football games last over three hours and no one bitches. They watch the whole damn thing and they eat it up. Yep. This podcast was so damn good, you'll go a full hour. Hopefully your commute is a half hour each way. 30 minutes on the way into work. 30 minutes on the way home. Thanks for listening. What? Follow whoa, us. whoa, whoa, whoa. We got a special announcement. You're getting more of us this week. We are? Yes. What are we doing? We're doing a special podcast after the game Thursday night. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Immediate reaction to the dress rehearsal. Yep. It's a little bit of a dress rehearsal for us, too. We're going to be giving you post-game podcasts during the regular season. That will drop Monday morning. We figured we'd give you one, but we're recording them right after the game, right? Right. So it's initial reactions. Right. Essentially a post-game show that you'll want to listen to on your commute on Monday morning. Yep. And we're going to give you a test run at that, the dress rehearsal. Cam Newton and the Carolina Panthers. Yep. Tom Brady, I'm saying it. Tom Brady yep. and the New England Patriots. For first half, maybe. At Gillette Stadium. It's going to be rocking. This oh, this house. place is going to be rocking and Thursday night. we will night. see all the options coming together of this team that many believe, including O.J. Simpson, is now the favorite <laughs> in the yes. uh, NFL, right? Yes, for sure. I like it. All right, we'll see you on Friday. Oh, yes. Day pod on Twitter. Go find the Off Day podcast on iTunes. Or Stitcher, all those. Yep. Outlet you use. Even in Europe, you can get us. You don't yep. need to use a VPN, nope. any of those crap things. Just go to iTunes. Just go to iTunes. Subscribe. Leave a comment. That'll also help our algorithms. Yep. Our boss will like it because he's big on podcasts right and now. And maybe we'll get a dinner. And maybe we'll get a free dinner out of it. If we get a free dinner out of it, we will give all our listeners a big thank you on the following podcast that we had. Talk to you Friday. See you.